Well, I'm, I am on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Tuesday, March the 9th. Thank you for joining us for our Winning Side broadcast. And uh, we're so thankful that you take the time to listen. Let us know, 252-308-4600. You can call us. You can send us a text message. If you're watching on Facebook, you can uh, add a comment. Uh, Maybe if there's a song that you enjoy, or maybe if it's someone's birthday that uh, we mentioned, and maybe it's somebody you you like, you could say, oh, happy birthday to so-and-so. If it's somebody you don't like, maybe let's not say anything, right? Isn't that that a Bible verse? If you don't have anything good to say, don't... No, that's not a Bible verse, but you know what I'm talking about. I think that's uh, from a a child's storybook, right? Like Bambi or something. But uh, I hope you're having a great day. And uh, let us know that you're watching. Let us know that you're listening. And happy birthday today. I hope you like these men. I personally, I like these men. I think these are good men. But happy birthday today to Alton Burgess and Matt Duncan. I hope you men have a great day. And again, this is, if you're going to put a comment, happy birthday to these guys, say something good about them, okay? And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll encourage them today. I hope you're already looking forward to tomorrow night for our prayer meeting, Bible study. And uh, I know I'm, I'm thankful I get to be in church. I'm thankful for the privilege to be with God's people. And I'm already looking forward to Sunday. And I hope you are as well. Let's pray for every service and pray for our members and pray for one another. Encourage somebody today and uh, let them know that you're thinking about them and let them know you're praying for them. Here's a great song. Uh, whenever I hear this song, I always think about Brother Mark Swanson. He'll be with us for our spring revival in a couple weeks. But uh, Brother Swanson was the kind when he was a song leader, he still does lead singing, and he was a youth pastor, and he'd come to our teen camps, and he'd preach, and he'd sing, and then he'd preach some more and sing some more. But he was the kind, when he got a song, he would keep on singing it, and it was powerful. Here's a song I can hear him singing, Lord, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And I owe it all to you, Lord. All I have is yours, Lord. Take my life. Make me what you'd have me be. Here's a great song. Hope you enjoy it uh, as we hear it. It's not Brother Swanson singing. Uh, This is uh, Desiree Cooper singing this song. Lord, you're the best thing. I hope you enjoy it. And then we'll be back uh, right after this with our Bible study from the book of Daniel. You've been my life for so long You were right when I was wrong I can't repay all the love you've given me You were my friend when no one cared I was alone, but you were there Lord, you're the best thing that's ever happened 
borrowed treasures, borrowed dreams, all life's joys you've given me. When trouble comes, you're always there to make me smile. Let come what may, thy will be done. I love you, Jesus, God's only Son. Lord, you're the best thing that's ever happened. Amen for that, and uh, I hope that's true in your life. And if you're saved, then without a doubt, Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And uh, sometimes we, we, we think about the, the stuff. Oh, I've got this car, or I've got this uh, uh, computer, or I've got this gadget, or I've got uh, this uh, job, or I have this thing. And we think about things, but those things uh, really don't matter. But what really matters is that you have Jesus and that you're saved and that you're born again and that you're going to heaven. And I'm thankful for Jesus and the difference he made uh, in my life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We talked about some applications yesterday from the book of Daniel, and I hope it was a blessing to you. I want to give you a little bit more uh, some background and just kind of an overview on the book of Daniel as we're studying it. I feel like I jumped right into chapter 1, and I kind of skipped over some things I probably should have done at the beginning to lay the groundwork. But the Bible uh, gives us uh, so much history. The Bible also gives us so much prophecy. And probably the greatest prophetical book in the Old Testament, not the only one, there is so much prophecy in the Old Testament, but probably the greatest Old Testament prophetic book would be the book of Daniel. It has been said that the book of Daniel is the key that unlocks the book of Revelation. There are many prophecies in Revelation that if we did not have the book of Daniel, we wouldn't be able to put it together. We wouldn't be able to make sense of it all. Uh, and I understand there's a lot of prophecy that we still don't understand and we don't fully know. But the book of Daniel and the, the book of Revelation, they work together. It's almost like a, uh, like a glove would fit or like a, a key that would unlock a door. Daniel is an apocalypse or it is an unveiling or a revelation uh, in the Old Testament of things to come. Very similar to what Revelation is to the New Testament. The books of Daniel and Revelation go hand in hand. Matthew 24 and 25 is the Olivet Discourse. And in that uh, passage, Jesus quoted only from the book of Daniel. Very interesting that that book was the book that Jesus quoted from in that passage. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we find a reference to the man of sin. 
Well, if we didn't have the book of Daniel, we would really not have a good uh, idea of who that man of sin was in 2 Thessalonians. We know the man of sin, we know is the Antichrist, but we see so much in Daniel that uh, helps us to understand the prophecies found in other books. The book of Daniel records some incredible miracles. We talked about some of those yesterday. Uh, the fiery furnace, uh, uh, what an amazing story. And by the way, that's not a fairy tale. That's not just some uh, pie in the sky. That actually happened. Uh, the story, how about this? The story of the lion's den. Can you imagine what that was like? And you say, well, those lions weren't hungry. You want to bet? As soon as Daniel came out, they threw the guys in that had, had tricked the king. They threw them in. And the Bible says that before those guys ever hit the ground, the lions devoured them. So that was a miracle. And we see miracles in the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel is a book that bridges the 400 silent years from Malachi to the book of Matthew. You say, well, how does it do that? Well, in the book of Daniel, because of the prophecies given, we see some uh, accounts of what would take place uh, during the um, uh, Grecian uh, Empire or during some of the Roman Empire, and we see some of the persecution against the Jews. And uh, for instance, the Bible talks about the time when Antiochus Epiphanes, he would rule and he would uh, persecute and he would uh, punish the Jews and, and literally uh, wreak havoc in Jerusalem. And that was found in the book of Daniel. So it helps to bridge uh, the gap between Malachi and Matthew. The book of Daniel also demonstrates that it is possible to live godly in a godless society. Now, hang on. Because we're seeing in our world today, we're seeing a lot of wickedness and we're seeing people uh, that are, are praising evil and saying that evil is good and good is evil. And you say, it's impossible to live for God. Well, no, it's not impossible because we see that Daniel lived for God in a world that had rejected God. The book of Daniel also teaches us that God is in control in the most minute details of our lives. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, God does the big things and he just leaves the little stuff up to us. Oh, no, God is in control. And if God has the sand of the seashore numbered, if God has counted and numbered the hairs on your head, and if a bird does not fall to the ground without God's notice, can I tell you, God is interested in your life, in my life, even to the smallest details. This book of Daniel shows us that we can serve God even when we suffer punishment and even when we suffer unjustly. Can I tell you, Daniel did not deserve to go in the lion's den. He was praying. That's all he was doing. But the Bible shows us in the book of Daniel that you can still live for God and you can serve God. Hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they must have been some really wicked sinners. No, they just said, we're not going to bow down and worship the king's image. And they were thrown into a fiery furnace, but you can still serve God even when you are punished unjustly. And then the book of Daniel shows us that we cannot understand the Bible until we obey the Bible. Now, hang on. Many people want to say, if I can see how it's all going to work, then I'll, I will obey. But the principle found in the book of Daniel and the principle found throughout Scripture is that we trust and we obey. We don't always see how it's going to work out. We don't always see the end. We don't always see the end of the road. 
But God has promised that if we will trust him and we will obey him, God will take care of all the rest. And Daniel was a man. He didn't know what was going to happen with the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't know what was going to happen with the fiery furnace, but they obeyed God and God took care of them. We will see in the book of Daniel, as we've already studied some, but we'll see uh, some, some more stories about Daniel. We'll see more stories about Nebuchadnezzar. We'll learn about Belshazzar, the king of Babylon in Daniel 5. Uh, we'll learn about Cyrus and we'll learn about Darius. Uh, we'll learn about um, Alexander the Great and uh, Antiochus Epiphanes and the Antichrist who is uh, still yet to come. Uh, we see in the beginning of Daniel, we see some of the kings of Judah. Um, Hezekiah, of course, uh, was the last good king uh, that Judah had before captivity. And then you have men like Jehoiakim and Jehoiachin and Zedekiah. We'll learn about those. And then as we discussed last week, we'll see uh, Judah and Jerusalem, but we'll see the Babylonian Empire, the Medio persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Roman Empire, and then the revived Roman Empire. But I hope that this book of Daniel... I hope it'll be a help. I hope it'll be an encouragement to you. And I hope it'll give us a greater love for the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you live on the winning side and hope you have victory in Jesus. God bless you. Have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.